listening to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the Last Gen Podcast, everybody. My name is Alex Iaquinto on behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, and I'm excited to talk to you today about something that's been in the news for the past two weeks. We're talking today about the Asbury Revival. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'll fill you in. So about two weeks ago, at the date of us uh, releasing this video, two weeks ago, Wednesday, February 8th, I believe, Wednesday, February 8th, um, at Asbury University at, in Wilmore, Kentucky. Now, this is a small seminary in Wilmore, Kentucky, um, and it's not, it's not, let, let me just preface with this, it's not a proclaimed uh, Assemblies of God school, it's not a self-proclaimed Pentecostal school, charismatic school, they're not all about quote-unquote revival, but February 8th, something peculiar happened. They had their scheduled um, chapel service, which they're required to have. It was their normal Wednesday chapel service. And so as they have their chapel service, it kind of went normal and, you know, nothing strange happened. It was a, a word and someone someone uh, prayed at the end and they just started praying and, and worshiping. And the time came for the service to close. And the funny thing is, it never closed. And so the students, all of their own accord, just stayed there and just continued to worship. And so that was two weeks ago. And to this day, today is February 21st, that service, that same service, has not stopped. For two weeks straight, morning and night, Nonstop, there have been students packed out in that small chapel, praying, worshiping, uh, confessing sins to God. And so this started a, a big uproar in the Christian world. You have people that are thrilled about it, saying this is the revival that we've been praying for. And you see pastors, you know, there's, there's people traveling from all over the country, all over the world, from Singapore, the Philippines, you know, all over the globe to this revival because they believe this is what God's doing in this hour and they want to be part of it. So, I mean, if you go to Asbury even now, there's lines stretched outside the building. There's, you know, they've, they've actually just announced that they're going to have to move it because the facility can't hold that many people anymore. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's wall-to-wall packed. There's, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy thing. And so um, it, it was a big uproar in the Christian world, and we have people talking, this is, this is awesome. This is the revival we've been praying for. We need to be praying for these students. We need to be rejoicing with these students that this is happening, that, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands are continuing to worship God of their own accord. We have those people. And then we have people who feel that it's their job to uh, judge every single thing that they see in the Christian world. So you have people online saying, do not celebrate what's going on at Asbury University. This is not a genuine move of God, but it is sensationalism, and it's emotionalism. 
And what does emotionalism mean? They're, they're meaning that it's just a man-made thing that people are just, they, they feel like, uh, you know, I don't, they, they feel some sort of way and they feel an emotional connection to that service. And so that's why all of this is happening. It's not God reviving his people. It's just people giving into emotionalism, their emotions. And so it's just hype, basically, is what they're saying. It's just hype. And then you've got people who even say, not only is it just hype, but it's actually from the devil. Don't celebrate what's going on at Asbury because it's from the devil. And you've got the same people saying, brother, I'm worried. I'm, I'm just really concerned about what's going on at Asbury right now. I'm concerned. Um, and you've got Christian YouTubers making YouTube videos saying, this is why I'm concerned about Asbury. And I'm just going to say this. Let's hold up one second. I'm a Pentecostal Christian. Yes. So I'm no stranger to the word revival. <laughs> revival is kind of our job here. I obviously work for Miracle Word Ministries and Pastor Ted and Evangelist and Pastor Ted and Carolyn have been traveling for years and years in the full-time ministry for 20 years. So I'm not a stranger to the word revival, okay? And that is actually what we as Pentecostals contend for, revival. And what does revival mean? <laughs> revival means, you think about the word, revive, Vive, that word in, in, the, uh, in the Latin means to live, live, life. What is re? To do it again. To bring back to life again. And so I, as a Pentecostal, believe, you know, in all the gifts of the Spirit, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues. I believe in, you know, so I've got distinct doctrine. And this school it does not believe my doctrine. Okay. But I, as a Pentecostal, even I, can look at this and say, this is God's doing. I'm going to celebrate what God's doing. I, I could, if I wanted to, look at Asbury and say, well, you know, it's not a genuine move of God because they're not assemblies of God and they're not, you know, they're not church of God. They're not word of faith. They don't believe in speaking in tongues. They don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I just get, this is a false revival. I, they're just... I could do that, but then I'd be missing everything that God's doing. And so you have the people that are so concerned about what's going on at Asbury, but not only at Asbury, it's now moved to Lee University, this seminary, that seminary, all across America, and even pastors that drove in to be part of the revival have brought it back to their churches and are now in 24-hour uh, revival services. So it's spread all throughout America. It's trending on Twitter. G the, I, I checked this morning. The hashtag, Jesus is coming soon, is trending on Twitter. So everyone in America right now, not only in the Christian world, but also in the secular world, every major news network has covered this revival. Fox News, NBC, MSNBC, CNN have all covered this revival. And so if you would have told me 10 years ago, that the CNN would be talking about revival in America. I would have thought you were nuts. But right now, it's on every major news platform in the secular world. And so you have these people saying, I'm concerned about Asbury. My question to you is, what are you concerned about?
Are you concerned about the fact that there are college students who could be doing anything else with their time, but they've decided to lay aside their busy schedule to pray 24-7, worship 24-7, repent of sin, hear the gospel, get saved? Is that what you're concerned about? Well, I just believe that there could be, you know, someone's going someone's gonna to hijack the revival and it's going to become. As of now, what are you concerned about? What, I mean, th- there's, you can, it's the easiest thing. Let me just tell you something. It's the easiest thing to look at something that God's doing or to look at a, a specific person or a movement and to critique it. That is so easy. You know what's not easy? Getting on your knees. And praying to God and pressing in yourself. It's easy to nitpick and say, I don't like this, I don't like that, they're not part of my movement. What takes dedication and consecration is pursuing God for yourself to see a move of God in your school, in your household, in your family, at your job. So it, I, I could critique this as easy as possible. You could say, well, I, I, they're not preaching much, I'm just concerned about that. Well, they don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit like I do. I'm just concerned about that. But you know I'm not? It's because this, I believe, is the revival that we have all been believing for. And I'm not specifically talking about Asbury. This goes far beyond Asbury. Asbury University, or Asbury College and Seminary, was just the infraction point. It's the starting point. So, um, I'm not just talking about Asbury, but this right here is the thing that, haven't we all been praying for revival in America? Haven't we all been believing for revival in America? So you have pastors on Sunday morning saying, God, we're believing for revival. We want to see this nation come back to God. We want to see thousands saved, thousands healed, thousands delivered. But when it actually happens, I don't like that this person was there. Um, And if this person was there, and I don't believe, I, I I disagree with his doctrine. And if he's there, then the whole thing is a sham. That is stupid thinking. And it's going to disqualify you from receiving anything that God's doing right now. Whatever you uh, criticize, remember this, whatever you criticize, you have disqualified yourself from receiving. Whatever you criticize, you have disqualified yourself from receiving. Think about it in terms of divine healing. We've got friends in other Christian camps that criticize divine healing, don't think it's from God. Well, do you think they're seeing hundreds saved? I mean, hundreds healed in their meetings? No. They're not seeing anyone healed. And they're saying, well, see, no one's healed, so that must mean it's not God's will. No, that's not what it is. You're critiquing. You're saying it's from the devil. You're saying this isn't God. Do you think the Holy Spirit is free to move in someone's lips who's saying that it's not from God? No. If you criticize prosperity, so I, I don't believe Christians should have any money. I think we should take a vow of poverty. Do you think you're going to have money? No. Whatever you criticize, you have disqualified yourself from receiving. And so, you know, pastors get up and they say, 
you know, we're, we just believe for revival. And when it happens in the most unlikely of places, now I want you to understand the context of this. Asbury University, though it was started um, from, from a man who was on fire, a, a, a man who, if you go back and study it, a man who really pressed into God and was on fire for God and was, was pushing to, to see revival in his generation, started Asbury University, Asbury College and Seminary. If you looked at it as of like two weeks ago, 14 days ago, nobody would have said, this is the school that's going to press in and see God's hand move and is going to shake the country. It's going to be on every major news network. Nobody would have said that. I believe they, they deem themselves or they call themselves non-denominational, but they're, they're uh, practical cessationists is what I like to call them, which means that they don't say that they're cessationists. They don't say the gifts of the Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit um, in the miraculous gifts are unavailable today. They don't claim that, but they also don't push for the move of the Spirit in that way. In that way, so they're practical cessationists. So who would have thought that on a regular Wednesday, students would get so hungry for God? And this is the part that I want you to hear: students would get so hungry for God that they lay aside their schedule. They lay aside their classes. They lay aside their social life and say, God, I'm just going to press into prayer and into worship and into repentance. College age people, this generation, the generation that those, you know, the generation that everyone's written off, the generation that people say we're, we're lazy, we're, we're unqualified, we're, we're, uh, we're distracted, we're far from God, that generation, the generation that people say is going to hell in a handbasket, the generation that's obsessed with gender ideology, the generation that's obsessed with critical race theory, that generation, that generation is the generation that will see revival and is seeing revival. I don't like it. I really don't. When people even... even in the full-time ministry talk about my generation, Gen Z, in a disparaging way and in a hopeless way. Meaning like, you know, I'm, because you know, they pray those prayers. God, we want to see people's lives turn around. Those who are caught up in homosexuality turn their life around, have an encounter with them. And they'll get off the platform and say, you know what? I, I just, man, I'm concerned about Gen Z. They're really, you know, have you seen this in the news? And there's people in schools who think they're animals, who really think they're animals and think they're another gender. I just, I, this is so lost. And so, yes, they're lost. They're very lost. But what is complaining going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. So instead of complaining about how far from God this generation is, why don't you do what those students did themselves? Get down on your knees, pray. Seek the Lord. Preach. See people saved. Do the work of God in your generation. Because this, I want, this is what I want us to learn, and this is my charge to you. This is what I want us to take away from the Asbury Revival. Because I believe, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those who is believing for revival. I, I, I don't, <laughs> this is kind of how I see America right now. I see America right now 
I don't see it as like, you know, there's some people who still think we're living in, in 1955, where everyone knows the name of Billy Graham, who are living in like 1977, when the, the, the president of the United States claims to be a born-again Christian, Jimmy Carter. We're not living in that time anymore. We're not living in the time in America where everyone goes to church and you won't hear a swear word on the television set. We're not living in that time anymore. And I don't have any illusion that we are. So I don't see America in the lens of, and I don't get surprised when I see sin on the TV like everyone else does. Did you see the Super Bowl halftime show? It was demonic. It was actually like demonic. Did you, did you see the Grammys? That was like actually demonic. Did you see they were like worshiping? Yes. They're unsaved. Christians nowadays would have a hard time if they traveled back in time and saw when the early church started in ancient Rome. First century, pagans, idol worshipers, celebrated homosexuality. Did you see what the, 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 this designer, like he, he's like homosexual, he, he's gay. I can't, I can't wear any of these clothes. Oh my gosh, I need a uh, boycotting target because I just. So don't get surprised when sinners sin, genius. I don't have any illusion that we're living in, you know, your grandfather's generation. I see the state of America. Yes, we're far from God, but I kind of see it like this. Like it's 1920s India. Nobody's heard the gospel. Or it's, you know, it's China 200 years ago. Nobody knew the name of Jesus. That's kind of how I see it now. And I see it as this, as uh, the Bible says, where sin abounds, that much more does grace abound. So yes, it's the darkest time, but the darkest time is the best time for revival. The darkest time in a nation is the best time for revival. Light shines brightest in the dark. So I don't get concerned. I don't say, oh my gosh, you know, these people don't even know their gender. I, I can't even understand. It's so weird. Okay, it's weird. But let's, let's meet people where they're at. Okay? Let's understand the state of our country. And so if you're going to be the one to complain about this generation, how dark it is, don't be the one to then criticize that same generation, those same people. For setting aside everything in their life to, to worship God. Pick one or the other. This is how I see it. If God can do it at Asbury, he can do it in your city. If God can do it at Asbury, he can do it in West Palm Beach. Where we're starting Miracle Word Church. If God can do it at Asbury, he can do it in your small town. And here's what I want you to understand. This is the takeaway right here. And this is the big misconception that people make about revival. Big misconception. I want to pull up one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's found in John chapter 11. John chapter 11. So we'll go there right now. And this is the misconception about revival. That revival is some sort of sovereign picking and choosing of God of where he's going to pour out his spirit and where he's going to withhold his presence. 
That's not what revival is. And in fact, I'll go a, a step further. Many of you have s- heard me say this before. If you've followed this ministry at all, you've heard me say this. And it shocks some people because likely you've been taught very differently in church. But I do not believe that God is in control. Especially now when we hear all of, all of these people commentating on, uh, on uh, the Asbury Revival we hear people saying, well, you know, if God's going to do it, it's, if God wants to do it, it's going to get done. That's not true in the slightest. How do we know? Litmus test. Does God want everyone to be saved? Yes. He's willing that none should perish, but everyone comes to repentance. So that's God's will. Well, if God wills it, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Is everyone going to be in heaven? No. In fact, the majority of humanity, most people that have ever walked the planet will end up in hell. And that's the reality. And so there's a, there's a difference between the will of God and what happens in the earth. Why? Because God isn't in control like the way you think he's in control. Where he's a puppeteer, he's a puppet master pulling strings. Oh, we're going to have this revival now, but not here, but this revival. No, what happened at Asbury? Let's read John chapter 11. And we'll, we'll actually read the whole thing. I think this is very important. Please... Please hear this. We're reading John chapter 11, this whole story of the death of Lazarus. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. All right, so Lazarus is a friend of Jesus. Mary and Martha um, are also there. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So Lazarus was the sister of Mary or was the brother of Mary. So the sister sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. It's talking about Lazarus. But then Jesus heard it and said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were were just now seeking to stone you, and you're saying to go again? And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, but because he sees uh, the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Listen to this. After saying these things, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. So Jesus' purpose was to go and to raise Lazarus from the dead. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. They didn't understand that Jesus meant he died. Jesus said he fell asleep. He meant he died. The disciples said, well, if he's sleeping, he'll just wake up again. You don't need to go to him. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant just rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twins, said to the fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. There's doubting Thomas. Here's what I want you to get. Verse 17. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and to Mary 
to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha and consolation right there, that, that's where you get the people. You know, Lazarus died. They came to the sisters. They said, I'm so sorry. He was such a good man, but now he's dead. Those are the same people. This generation is so far off. I don't know what we're going to do. Sulking. Sulking. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, think about this. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So Martha's faith is in the past. Right? But faith doesn't work in the past. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So her face, faith went from the past all the way, jumped into the future. But faith doesn't work in the past and it doesn't work in the future. Jesus said to her, so, so Mary is saying, one day he's going to rise again. Jesus says this very plainly. In the, in the resurrection, he's going to rise in the last day. Jesus says this, I am the resurrection. Meaning this, re- the resurrection isn't a day. The resurrection isn't a day on the calendar where God sovereignly chooses to, to resurrect everyone. Resurrection's not a date. Resurrection's not a day of the week. He says, I am the resurrection. I believe in the same way people have characterized the word revival. Like, Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. You hear all these people singing that song, you know, Lord send revival, Lord send it now. It's a, it's a catchy song, I'll give you that, but I don't sing it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit does not have a twin brother named revival that God just sends also. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. People are praying right now, Lord send revival, Lord send revival, do it by your spirit. You know what I believe the Holy Spirit is thinking right now? They're praying, Lord, send revival. But I am revival. The Holy Spirit is revival. So don't pray for revival. God's already done all that he's going to do. 2,000 years ago, he sent the Holy Spirit and he sent revival. Now the Holy Spirit does not live in the heavens. He doesn't live in the atmosphere. You have all these wacky charismatics saying, we need to tear open the heavens. Tear open the heavens right now where you are so God can, the Holy Spirit can come and say, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Come, Holy Spirit. You know why I don't say that? Because Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit doesn't live in the heavens. He doesn't live in the atmosphere. He lives in me. Do you not know, the Bible says, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So understand something. When you walk into school, revival just walked into school. When you walk onto your job, revival just walked onto your job. When you walk into the grocery store, revival just walked into the grocery store. So are we waiting on God for revival? No. God is waiting on you to be revival. So how do we see the same thing that's happening in Asbury happen here? Did Asbury happen as this sovereign move of God? No. Students who had a hunger for God stayed back. They pushed aside their normal schedule. And they pressed into God. Do you want to see revival in your school, in your family, in your friends, in your neighborhood, in your college, at your workplace? Press into God. 
Anyone that comes to God, he will no wise cast down. When your faith says yes, God will never say no. So I'm not waiting on revival. It's time for revival. Revival is now. So let me, let me tell you something. We're seeing the eyes of America open right now to what's possible. We're seeing the eyes of the church open to what's possible and the eyes of America open to what revival looks like. And though you may not like the way that they're doing it at Asbury, I think there just should be more preaching. I think there should be more laying hands. I think there should be more praying for the sick. I agree. I would like to see those things too. But I'm not going to be a sideline critic and say this isn't a move of God because it doesn't line up with my uh, exact doctrine. You know what I am going to do? Lord, thank you for what you're doing in revival. And we thank you that the same way you're doing it in Asbury, I'll see it in my city. That's what I want your attitude to be. Don't be critical. Be thankful. Praise God for what he's doing. I don't see it as a bad thing that students are pressing into God. I see it as an answer to many people's prayer. And I pray that this is sustained. And I believe it will be. I believe it is. I believe this is the beginning of the next great awakening. I believe that Gen Z is the catalyst of the next great awakening. Though people have written us off, though people have said, uh, we'll never see salvation, we'll never see a revival, we're too far from God, let them talk. But it is time for revival in America. Now, not tomorrow, not one day, not one day, now. Now. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you guys in the next episode.